is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Cheney, and Heath. All right, welcome to your Sunday recap. Sunday night, about 8.40 p.m. Eastern on October 28th. Yeah, we're all excited about Halloween, but we're going to put that aside and talk football for a little bit. It's Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Heath Cummings, and Dave Richard. All right, so a uh, scale of 1 to 10. Last week was a great Sunday. On the Sunday-o-meter, 0 to 10 for this weekend of football. Heath Cummings. Uh, 240 seconds. 242 ah. was the number it was on a scale of 1 to 10. Now, that would be on a scale of 1 to 1,200. More on that in a second. Dave, 0 to 10? Lots of great fantasy performances, lots of fun. I'm gonna, I, I'd say every week is like a nine or a ten. This one's a ten. Yeah, this is like a five. This weekend was not that good. Jamie, how about yes, you? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was not. The, 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 the one o'clock games had one exciting finish. If that, lots oh, the of Tampa awesome Bay game. That was a good one. Dave, Adam is the sole arbiter of what is good and what is bad. Well, you can't just say a nine every week. They're not all winners. Eight thumbs up. <laughs> Jamie, you want to weigh in? Zero sucks. Yeah, thank you, JB. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. Give me a zero when the start of the week hits. That's an automatic five or better. Oh, uh, it's true. Start of the week most definitely hit. You know, I, I missed, I missed the, the 64 yard touchdown run. You did? So did yeah, I, I, believe I, it or not. I was in, in between, uh, hits on HQ. So I went to the potty and when I came back from the bathroom, everybody was like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, oh, what happened? <laughs> Adrian Peterson. Big, uh, I hope big it's run. Adrian Peterson because if we're saying boom, boom, boom to you <laughs> after you come out of the bathroom, something is very wrong. <laughs> well, either that or Adam beat me again. <laughs> oh, gross. All right, so uh, we got winners and losers. We got all that stuff. Recapping every game. Jameis Winston getting benched. Was it a bonanza? More on that later. Something. Yeah. I, I will. I, I don't know. I'm not really giving it to myself, but we are doing something really important. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. wait, Jamie. This is very important. I need to announce this first. Um, something's gonna happen this week. Need your help. We're gonna, we're gonna change the feed URL for our show. You shouldn't notice any difference. We're migrating to uh, a new blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's all technical stuff, but we're making a change that will not affect you. However, if, I, I think Wednesday would probably be the first show that you would see this effect. If you don't get the episodes, if there are any changes in, in your download experience or whatever, please, please don't hesitate to tweet me at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R, and email me, uh, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We just want to make sure we're on top of it, but we've done this with a few of our other podcasts and everything works out fine, so it shouldn't be a problem, but just wanted to uh, give you the heads up there. Yes, Jamie. What were you going to say? You got the bananas right. Congratulations. Did I? Yes. Jameis Winston threw four interceptions. So, okay. quarterbacks, you're one out of two. Cause well, Dalton still made top 12, right? But the, if, uh-huh. uh, Bucks TQB. <laughs> that doesn't There's no, no team QB here. <laughs> um, well, okay, so you trade off, you trade off Winston for Barber. We didn't think Barber would be good. I mean, it was a 68 point game or something like that. There were two 71? good, run- that doesn't matter. There were two good running backs. The tight ends both busted, right? Just no. Howard busted. was great. Howard, no. Howard had the touchdown catch. Okay. At the end there. So one out of two on that. Yeah, the wide receivers were good. Godwin wasn't, but Jackson, Evans, Green, Boyd—they were great. It I was call a, it a win. All right, all right. I'll take it. I'm not going to argue against that. So I was looking it's for better than your your BS one last week. Except like 
none of the quarterbacks got benched. Uh, so I was looking for overall themes for, for this week. You know, one of these, oh, the quarterback, there were this many that scored 30, or the RB2s were great, or whatever. Here, here's the thing I came up with. Todd Gurley is arguably the most valuable PPR player of all time. Of all time. He is on pace. Going into this week's game, he was on pace for 457 PPR points. I'm not sure he's the best Rams running back of all time in PPR. You know, I didn't look up Marshall Falk. What I looked up was LaDainian Tomlinson and Priest Holmes. And they're all, they're like right there. Tomlinson, he had, he had a 28 rushing three receiving touchdown year. He was on pace for 473 points, so I think a little bit better than Gurley. I didn't look up Falk though. Let's look and see what his numbers are. But I just, I can't believe every single week this guy is, is incredible, Todd Gurley. Well, he only scored one touchdown this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he was still, uh, he was still amazing. And in PPR, let's see, he had six catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. He had 114 rushing yards. Just 25 fantasy points in non-PPR, 31 in PPR. No, and Dave, he, no, Dave. 27. He had a two-point conversion. Oh, at 33 you're in PPR. right. Yeah. 27 and 33. Uh, the, the reason why I made the touchdown joke, as most people know who watched the game or the highlights, he would have scored again, but he, Mm-hmm. Um, I, what, what do you call it? Just forfeited himself. Went down. Went gave down. Himself up. Gave himself up. That's took what one for is. the team. He gave himself up. Took one for the team. Uh, so the Rams could kill the clock and win the game. Absolutely. All right. So that was one thing that stood out. Another thing that stood out. It was Aaron Jones week. Got a little lucky, but it was Aaron Jones week. Wasn't it? But is it going to be Aaron Jones week every week for the rest of the season? I. What do you it's guys too think? bad. It's too bad Montgomery didn't fumble during the during an offensive play instead of a special teams play, because then he may never see the field again. I, I think you might have been right about this one. He had 12 carries. Uh, Williams and Montgomery combined for six. So Jones looks like he is going to be that primary back finally for Green Bay. Hopefully it stays that way. But we did see Jamal Williams get a goal line touchdown. Yeah, yeah that would have been annoying. nice if Jones had gotten that one too. And Heath, uh, another theme is Raheem Mostert our worst, collectively worst call of the season. Raheem Mostert. <laughs> yeah, it was completely awful. And he, it wasn't that he was bad. He had two touches and picked up 18 yards. What? He, he got hurt too, right? the whole game. He got hurt, I think, too. Oh, I didn't see that. What, what did you well, guys? They were, checking, they were checking him on the sideline. I don't know if he came back in. They but were like, are you on this team? They were checking you? to see if he still existed. <laughs> but this is, this is, I think you got to say it's a tie for the second worst call. Alfred Morris. What do you mean? A couple weeks ago? A couple weeks ago. Primetime oh. game. Yeah. The Packers. We thought it was going to be him too. Matt uh, Frieda is the devil. Yeah, he's killing oh us. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> not Kyle Shanahan? I, no, I not Frieda. That take. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, cause even if, even if you said Frieda was playing, which we knew going in, you would have thought that Moster was going to get more than two touches. He, he always does. You know, he, he had been the last two weeks. So that's a real shame. He's a big uh, loser. I, I said, started I said, I, said, I said that incorrectly. Matt, 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 Matt beat the devil. Did Brita get, get hurt in this yeah, game? Yeah, the end. Yes, doesn't matter. That means he'll be he'll back be on Thursday. He's fine. <laughs> on Thursday night. Did they just take out his bad knee and put in a good one? <laughs> no, he got a, he may have gotten a concussion. He left after getting hit he, in the head. He also Oops. re-aggravated his high ankle sprain. Yeah. Unbelievable. He'll be fine for week nine. Yeah, okay. He won't practice all week. It's very frustrating. No. You know what's going to happen. Thursday is Raheem Mostert week. <laughs> oh, 100%. All 
All right. Well, anyway, uh, we're going to get into the winners and losers, one of the losers being Raheem Mostert. Quick stat of the day. Jameis Winston has thrown at least two interceptions in five straight games. That is tied for the most since 1990. And his 13 interceptions over that five-game span are tied with one other quarterback for the most in a five-game stretch over the past five seasons. Jamie, since you're not reading the notes, who do you think that other quarterback is that is tied with Jameis Winston? 13 interceptions over a five-game stretch, the most over the past five seasons. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Correct! Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's courtesy um, of the Associated Press. If you, as a Giants fan, would you give up a fourth-round pick for Jameis? No. No? No. Oh, you absolutely should. I mean, I, I... You're asking the wrong Giants fan, put it that way. Why? Because I'm I, asking the only Giants fan I'm speaking to. The Giants, the Giants, Latavius Murray not in the game. The Giants would be smart to give up a fourth round pick for him. Anyway, who cares about the Giants? News and notes. Leonard Fournette on track to play in week 10. Uh, LaShawn McCoy will play Monday night and unlikely to get traded according to Adam Schefter. We could have a very fun trade deadline though, so get ready for some, uh, some fireworks this week. Uh, did I hear that David Johnson was evaluated for a concussion? He came back in. I True. Thought. He got he got knocked the bleep out. Larry Fitzgerald had to pick him up off the floor. Okay, but he came back, right? David yes. Johnson? Yeah. He right. did come back. He got up and he said, where's Mike McCoy? <laughs> Tyreek Hill strained his groin. A.J. Green was getting his foot looked at late in the fourth quarter. No indication that that's serious. Uh, let's see. Matt, Matt Breida left after being hit in the head. And re-aggravated his high ankle sprain, apparently. Left tackle Trent Williams for the Redskins dislocated his thumb. Capri Bibbs dislocated his shoulder. Duke Johnson hurt his leg on the opening possession. He played through it. Uh, Jameis Winston got benched. Mike Evans appeared to his hurt, have hurt his knee, but again, doesn't seem serious. Ronald Jones, though, he left with a hamstring injury. Peyton Barber. I think Peyton Barber's like 72% owned. We'll be talking about him. 60-something percent. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati defensive end Carl Lawson tore his ACL. Bears right guard Kyle Long hurt his foot. Is that a big deal? It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a good player. Arguably their best offensive lineman. Russell Wilson had a perfect quarterback rating. More on him in a second. Uh, Deshaun Jackson now has 24 touchdown catches of 60 or more yards. That's an NFL record. The Redskins had seven sacks today. They were everywhere. Kareem Hunt's touchdown catch and run was amazing. Heath Cummings, that was an incredible play. That was uh, arguably the play of the week. Of the season. Has there been a better play this year? There probably has. I mean, I've seen way too many plays to remember the very best play. I think Todd Gurley's catch was better. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Beckham and Hopkins had better catches than that this week. I'm not disagreeing with you. Kareem Hunt hurdled a defender and then carried it. It was great. And I cashed on FanDuel in our FanDuel.com slash FFT contest. I was the last paid position. 242nd. That's right. Out of almost 1,200. Okay, I had a good week. And I, finished. I was a, I was 84th. Really? Yeah. How much did you win? Uh, $15. Nice. I won 10. Congratulations. Please join our league. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Please join our league so we can win the money. Every week. Every week. <laughs> Hey, 242 people won. All right, to the winners and losers. Jamie's got a couple of quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz. Jamie, who do you like better rest of season? I mean, Wilson throws a touchdown every six attempts, so what's not to like? <sighs> Is that really your answer? You'd take Wilson over Wentz? Uh, I would take Wilson over Wentz because he's passed his bye week. Okay. What, what are your overall thoughts on these two? 
I mean, it, you know, at some point it's just a thing. <laughs> okay, one game it's seven attempts, one game it's seven and a half attempts, another game it's six attempts. He's playing an MVP level, and it's it's just fun to watch. So it it's gonna slow down at some point, but you know, it's you got to buy into the way that the offense is working. And so sometimes it's not always about volume. It's about a guy just being good. Yeah, I guess so. Heath, <laughs> anything to say? No, on that? <laughs> no. I uh, I. I would take Carson Wentz. He was both quarterbacks were awesome today, and it's the same argument I had talking about Wentz last year with Wilson. Right now, it I don't I don't believe any quarterback can be good with 17 to 22 attempts per week on a regular basis, and so I'll just keep being the low guy on him. He's done this three straight weeks, though. I understand. We've got 50 years of football. Okay. And he's not. He's still not running. He had 15 no, he, yards. No, he's not running, but he's playing with like max efficiency, and uh, it's it's been cool to watch. He's a really good quarterback. It's awesome. I I love watching him play football. I'm not trying to say that Russell Wilson isn't actually good. I, well, I mean, at some point they're going to be chasing points, and the temps will be up. Yeah, they're. You know, I'm really rooting. Schedule for them. gets really tough. Moving they play forward. the Chargers and the Rams in consecutive. Yeah, games. and the Packers, and then the Panthers. It's a tough stretch. Yeah. Uh, and then the 49ers. And then the 49ers. Wilson and Wentz are winners for Jamie. For Dave, uh, Dave, you've got a Carolina wide receiver as a winner. DJ Moore. Uh, we, we've seen his numbers trend in the right direction and today he popped. He had, uh, over 120 total yards and was the best Panthers wide receiver in the game. And I don't mind the idea of making him not necessarily a top priority off waivers this week, but someone to put on your bench as a, it's certainly the bye week replacement at wide receiver and somebody who might be able to carry you. We finally started to see DJ Moore play to the potential. Are you just ignoring Brittany? Uh-huh. This is Gimme Moore. What the hell is going on? Well, Heath, you wanted me to play music when players do well, right? So that's my uh, uh DJ Well, Moore. I thought maybe maybe not like that. Maybe a different way. Okay, well that was my uh that was my DJ Moore song. Alright, he's fifteen percent owned. And he's running, Dave. He's got uh, eighteen or more rushing yards in three of his last four games. It's nice to see they're 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 you finding different ways to use him. Yeah. Okay, thank you for indulging me there. Your other winner is Chris Carson. Lead back for Seattle. This is a team that is as efficient and effective as Russell Wilson's been throwing, they are a running team, and Carson has dominated here. Uh, a couple people were put off by his last game. He only played three quarters, only had 53 yards against the Raiders. But against the Lions, who just brought in Snacks Harrison to turn their run defense around, he torched them. And yeah. uh, love love the opportunities ahead for Chris Carson. Yeah, so he's gotten a ton of work. At, what is it, like 19, 25, 32 carries in his last Three of his last four games, and he had a 14-carry game, like you mentioned. But uh, do we know? I'm going to try to look up how many plays uh, Damon Harrison was in for. Uh, I don't think I have that yet, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, it did not matter. It's a good, good game for Chris Carson. All right, Heath, your winners. We've got – let's start with Doug Martin. He did fumble. Uh, that hurt, but 13 carries, 72 yards. Uh, did better than I thought anyway. Doug Martin's a winner for you, and he's 79% owned. Yeah, and the fumble masks it just a little bit. But I think – Doug Martin's going to be a very reliable flex and a low-end number two running back for the most part. He looked just as if, like, 
the six fantasy points really looked like a bad day. But he, he was over five yards per carry. He was going forward. The offensive line looked much better, and he even got a couple catches in this game. Yeah, and then if we can stick with that game in that backfield, Jalen Richard, I, I would almost call him a loser because he's Why? two carries. Eight catches. Yeah, I know, but you yeah. know what? Like he was, I think he was like the number twenty-eight running back in PPR. The cat before uh, go, before his bye week, the catches are great. They give you a nice floor, but if you never score and you don't get any rushing yards, at the end of the day, that they're not that good. So I was disappointed that Richard only got two I don't carries. Know. I mean, I'll I'll take he's been eleven or more PPR points in all but two games this season. So the floor is pretty good. The floor is yeah, good, I- but the ceiling is very low. Well, I mean, again, when you're, when you're talking about a guy that you picked up off waivers and can get you through the bye weeks and certainly has the ability to be at that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he is that, but he was that before. I'm just saying, I don't think I was disappointed, Jamie, that he only got two carries. That's all I was. I, I understand. You, you're, you're right in that regard, but maybe the fumble helps him. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and, uh, Heath, your other winner? Tyler Boyd. It, uh, was getting a little bit concerning with the way all of the targets were going to AJ Green the last couple of weeks. It was nice to see him take advantage of a great matchup and uh, perform extremely well. It was the best Bengals wide receiver today. And Damon Harrison, thanks to Dave, uh, about 40 snaps for Snacks Harrison today. All right, let's go to the losers. And, Heath, you can kick it off. Give me your two losers. Oh, Raheem Mostert, <laughs> that guy. We already talked about Raheem Mostert. I don't think we needed to relive that anymore. It was It's a sad thing. But I thought Trey Burton was a loser just because – and we talked about this last week. The 11 targets were awesome, but then he goes right back to four. And so if you look at his targets week by week, it's less than six on a pretty regular basis. And this is a game without Allen Robinson. So I'm, I'm a little concerned. And they didn't throw a lot of passes in this game, but they threw enough passes where he should have had more than four targets. I was so excited about him once Allen Robinson was ruled out. I thought he'd have a much bigger day. I thought he'd be a matchup chess peach for the Bears and just didn't turn out that way. I think he is a five-target-a-week dude. That's a shame. I thought tight end was pretty disappointing today, guys. Uh, we could talk about that for a second. I mean, Uzama, nothing. Najoku, nothing. Um, uh, look, there are good stories and there are bad stories. I mean, we get well, Jack- I mean, you did have Ingram and Olsen score. <laughs> yeah, but but like Jordan Reed had seven catches. But I don't even Ingram's start percentage was probably pretty low. Yeah, Jordan Reed had seven catches for 32 yards or something like that. Yeah, and Ingram had a huge drop too. Uh, two two drops for him. Um, you know, Kittle was five for fifty-seven. If that's a bad game, he'll take it. But uh, we'd have to. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of a disappointing game. Uh, yeah, up and down. Yeah, I guess not. I, not not too surprising. It is tight end it, after all. It was a bad week for conventional wisdom because there were four or five guys we had ahead of Olson and Ingram, and most everybody else did too. Yeah, and, and and who knows how this game's gonna end? But Kyle Rudolph had a touchdown called back. Uh, by the way, Olson and Ingram both started in only thirty percent of leagues. Rudolph, I don't have a star percentage, but I bet it's uh around fifty. It's my guess. All right, uh, Dave, who are your losers? Let's start with Nick Chubb, who had a couple of catches and uh, couldn't do much with it. Didn't have a great rushing average. The Steelers' run defense did come to play, and even with a bunch of carries. Uh, I, I don't think he came through for fantasy owners, and we we were excited about him when he had this opportunity, but there's definitely going to be some games moving forward where the matchup is going to be great, and it's going to be touchdown or bust for him, and this was one of those matchups. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make several offers for Nick Chubb this week. 
Because if he's getting 20 catches a week yeah. and he gets the Chiefs and the Falcons the next two weeks, he's going to be a top 10 running back. This is, this is, uh, Carlos Hyde. This yeah. is exactly what Carlos Hyde did. He got a lot of work and if he didn't score, he didn't have the greatest day. Right. But I guess to Dave's point, if you got- He was got, a loser in week eight. If you got Chubb and he's got a really tough matchup, you could be in some trouble. Uh, his next three opponents are great matchups. There is a bye in there though. Kansas City, Atlanta, bye at Seattle. And your other loser is Jameis. Do, do we think Jameis gets a job back next week? No. No. I don't think so. No Damn chance. it. <laughs> I think what? he does by halftime. I don't, I don't think so. I actually. Because Patrick went had back two in. interceptions dropped in the quarter and a half he played. Jameis didn't. He had four caught. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- these receivers are better with Fitzpatrick. You go and you look at the numbers broken down over the course of the season. Um, Fitzpatrick's played one more quarter. I believe Winston's thrown four more passes. Yeah, but you can't look no at that because Winston, Winston was out for three games. I, I, it, I think it's you just see the way that the team responds to him. Plus, you have a coaching staff and, and a, a management system that's playing and, and working, whatever, coaching for their their jobs. I so think they're going to win. And, Dave and was saying, right now is not getting the job done. But Dave did a comparison. He looked at they've thrown about the same amount of passes, and the numbers for the receivers are a lot better on their. Well, it's Patrick, obvious. Right? Jameis throws to his tight ends and running backs. Uh, I, I don't want to speak for Dave's research, but that was... You can right? read about it on the website. Okay. And Jamie, your losers are Carlos Hyde and Chris Thompson. Let's go to Carlos Hyde first. Yeah, you can cut Carlos Hyde. Um, his his time as a fantasy viable option is done. Um, even if Leonard Fournette's out another week, you don't want to carry him through his bye week. Don't waste your time. And when Fournette comes back, which is all the reports are saying he's playing in week 10, you see what Carlos Hyde's going to be. I guess that makes Fournette a winner, right? Make you a little more confident in him? Uh, it's still a problem. You know, just because of what Hyde's potential role could be. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're looking at it, who's the winner of this backfield is Fournette. Sure. Uh, and then Chris Thompson, three ca- three carries, only two catches after missing a couple games. 37% started, 92% owned against the Giants. He will get Atlanta, then at Tampa Bay. Nice schedule for them next couple weeks. What do you think about Chris Thompson, Jamie? I just my concern is is that this defense is really good and AP is healthy and playing really well. So are they gonna use him to his what his maximum ability could be, which I don't think is going to be the case because he's at his best when they're chasing points. So yes, against the Falcons you can certainly feel comfortable using him as at least a flex option. But if he's not catching five, six passes a game, he's not gonna get a lot of carries. Yeah. Uh Bonus loser from this game. This is when I was watching this game. I, I sort of felt like for the first time in his career, Jordan Reed looks like a tight end. <laughs> he had always been a wide receiver playing tight end. I just don't know that he's got it anymore. You know? Yeah, the the, the injuries have certainly sapped I his think so. you know, athletic ability. I think that's what it is. But it, they tried. They certainly tried today. Yeah, I, I was optimistic. He was okay in PPR. Seven catches, thirty-eight yards, whatever it was. It's, it's like Stefan Diggs after last week. If you were to say 12 targets, seven catches, sign me up all day. Diggs scored today, right? We're, uh, he just did, yes. Yeah, we're in the first quarter there still. All right, guys. SeatGeek is sponsoring today's show. We got to thank SeatGeek for being such a dedicated sponsor to fantasy football today and allowing us to do this show as often as we do. And it's just, uh, it's really great. Thank you to SeatGeek for supporting us. And I want you all to support them and use the promo code FFT when you make your first purchase on the SeatGeek app. That means you're going to show SeatGeek, hey, you listen to the fantasy football today podcast and you're ready to save $20 on your first purchase. That promo code is FFT. You know, getting tickets online can be very 
complicated. There are hundreds of sites, varying levels of reliability, and it's really hard to know who to trust. SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place, so you can easily find the seats that you want for a price that you're willing to pay. And there's nothing like being there in person. SeatGeek's going to let you get closer to the action for a great value. I use SeatGeek all the time. I love that every purchase is fully guaranteed. I can shop with confidence. I love that it's got all different types of events, concerts, comedy, theater, of course, sports. I love how easy it is to use. I love the prices, and I love recommending it. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT for 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Buy or sell. Marlon Mack is a sell high. Bye. Oh, bye. Dave, by the way, is uh, has uh, left the show for the evening. And there it is. Oh, it's such a good song. So, God, man, this is two great weeks in a row for Marlon Mack. Fantasy three, winner. Three great weeks. Give him credit for that 1289. Yeah, 1289 is pretty good. Um, bye. Then Jacksonville. Uh, by then three home games against Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Miami. Then at Jacksonville. At Houston. Dallas. The Giants in week 16. It, it's tough. Is he going to be good enough? I, you say so high. So you think what? You think the injuries? You think the schedule? What, what do you think? I mean, I think both. You know, he comes off that game last week. And it was hurt again. You know, now granted it didn't happen, it didn't carry over to the game, which was great. But, I mean, we were, we were on Wednesday, okay, limited practice. Thursday, no practice. Friday, what's the story? You know, so, at, at some point he's gonna miss an extended stretch of games again. That's just my fear. Yeah. And, and then you factor in, you don't have him this week, and you have the, the, the tough games. Now granted, Jacksonville's run defense hasn't been as good. Right. That's um, important to know, note. They, it really is. Huh? It's important to note. You know, because that, that's two of his next four games. We're looking at that as, oh, those are tough. If they're not tough, then the schedule's not really that big of an issue, I guess. Sure, but I, 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 I'm not giving him away. And nobody should give him away. Like, we got a question on Twitter. Maybe I just got, I don't know if it was the office, but, uh, Marlon Mack for Leonard Fournette. That's the type of level trade you should be looking, looking at. Is that a no-brainer for you? No. But, but you it's, do it. that, but that's, that's the, 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 the starting point. It, it should be somebody that has the chance to be as good or better. And I don't know if Fournette is that guy, but that's the, that's the place where you should start that conversation. Okay. Because if he is healthy, this offensive line has turned the corner. They yeah. look awesome. Andrew Luck has not been sacked in 15 quarters. Wow. Yeah, they look great today. I thought that was mostly just the Raiders who came into the it, game. With it, the it is. Sacks. It's the Raiders, the Bills, the Jets, and, and a quarter of the, the Patriots. So take that into account. But still, that's a step in the right direction for the Colts. And remember what we talked about coming into the season. Quentin Nelson, Kelly, you know, two big pieces of that offensive line that they drafted the last couple of years. Costanzo being healthy. You know, when they're, when their unit's there, it's, it's good players. So I'll sum it up and say that we think that when Marlon Mack plays, he's going to be worth starting. But yes. now he's, he's at peak value right now. Fair? Yes. Heath, cool? Agreed. All right, Heath, let me go to you for buy or sell number two. Kenny Galladay is not the breakout star we once thought he was. I, I think this was a, um, there were several situations like this this week where we knew what the teams had been doing and they reacted as if the defense knew what they had been doing. And the Lions were looking at Marvin Jones because he'd been the guy that'd been left behind in this passing game. So I don't think 
Kenny Galladay is the breakout star we thought he was. I do think he'll be the best Lions wide receiver in non-PPR over the rest of the season. Okay. Um, Jamie, do you think Kenny Galladay will be the best Lions wide receiver in non-PPR? Uh, I would – yes. Do you guys – if you own Kenny Galladay, unfortunately I don't, but if you if you do, do you just automatically put him in your lineup or is it a tough call now? I have him in two leagues. One is a 10-team league, so I do not put him in automatically. Another is a 12-team dynasty league, and I put him in automatically. Yeah, yeah, I think I have him in two as well. Next week, it's interesting because they play the Vikings next week in Minnesota. I can't imagine Xavier Rhodes is going to follow Kenny Galladay around. If he plays. Yeah, he's right. out tonight. Yeah. So I, I will start him next week in a 12-team league, yes. Buy or sell, Alex Collins is a reliable RB2. So. Because it's just the word you used. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many guys I would say are, like being an RB2 by its very definition might not be reliable, but I, I, he's going to be a top 24 running back probably. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't mind trying to sell him, especially with, with Pittsburgh next week. Look, I know Carolina was a tough matchup. He happened to score. That's great, but he's got two games this year with more than 12 carries. He did fumble again. I think that they recognize that the fumble wasn't necessarily his fault. In this no game. way. Yeah. No way. Did Ronnie Stanley? I don't know if you said this with the offensive liners. Did, did he come back in the game? I'm not or sure. Stay in the game? I'm, I don't know. I he got rolled that. up on and looked like it looked bad, but I don't know if he. I'm, I'm going to assume he stayed in the game. Uh, yeah. I just uh, I want to see I want to see 15 carries. We're not getting that from him. We're getting two games of more than 12 for Alex Collins. Uh, buy or sell. Larry Fitzgerald is back. Eight catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets going into his bye week. But buy or sell. Fitzgerald's back. Heath. I'm going to buy it. There, there were a few things that were a little bit different in Byron Leftwich's offense. Uh, it wasn't the creativity with David Johnson I was hoping for, although there was a little bit more of that. But the, the big thing we saw here, Fitzgerald getting 30% of the team's targets, and we heard, uh, whispers that he, he may be going to Larry Fitzgerald more, so, I'll buy it. He's going to buy this week, but then the Chiefs and the Raiders the next two weeks, and I'll be starting him. Yes, buy for sure. And buy Christian Kirk, too. The, the, there's three good offensive weapons for the Cardinals. Compared to whatever you want to, they're, you know, they're not going to be the greatest players of all time, obviously, but David Johnson should be. Uh, Johnson, not the breakout game I think a lot of us were hoping for, but Fitzgerald and Kirk look great. Yeah, I'm David Johnson. How many total yards? He had about, what, 90 total yards or so? Uh, no, he had a hundred. Yeah. He had a hundred total yards. So, but still, I, I had a little higher expectations. Fair. Um, remember, I gave the stat out a few times. Larry Fitzgerald had two straight games with eight targets going into this week. There have been eight wide receivers with with eight or more. No, seven wide receivers with eight or more targets against San Francisco. Six of those seven had scored double digit fantasy points in non PPR. So now make it seven out of eight. Christian Kirk had seven targets and he got to that uh, double digit mark in non PPR. It's a. It was a really good matchup. Um, but you like the targets, and then his next his next two games after the buy are at Kansas City and home against Oakland. And this is an important one, guys. Buy or sell? Eli Manning could get benched after the Week Nine buy. It's important for Beckham. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I would sell that, but I would buy that it's coming within the next three weeks. I know Eli stinks. But he's good for Beckham, and if it's Kyle Lalletta is their quarterback, Odell Beckham owners are gonna are gonna be in trouble. In my he's good opinion. for Beckham, he's good for all of the guys. Yeah, he's good for his receivers, but uh, I I think should we be should we be trying to trade? I, I know I asked you guys this on Friday show, I think, but I'm gonna ask it again. Would you be trying to trade Beckham 
Barkley, whoever? I, I, I'm not desperately trying to. I don't like the word trying, but I am willing to. I mean, if you're getting equal or better, sure. Right. Yeah. But again, like, you know, any rational person is going to look at it and say, why would I give you AJ Green for Odell Beckham? All right. So then you drop down a little bit and I, I don't know what he's going to finish with tonight, but the first name that came to my head was Stefan Diggs. Uh, I think I'd rather have Beckham. Me too. Okay. I will take a look at the. Like, I think the thing you do is, like, you try and buy low on, let's say, Keenan Allen and a running back. Okay. So, trading Beckham for, like, Chris Godwin would be smart or not smart? (laughs) Uh, genius. That would be not smart, okay? And, uh, sitting Odell Beckham would be not smart. If you started Sammy Watkins, if you were part of the, like, I think 22% of his owners that started Sammy Watkins, that was a smart move. We want you to make smart moves. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That's the smart choice when you are hiring. Hiring is difficult, okay? You know, you I, I've heard a lot of ZipRecruiter ads, by the way. Like, they're all over the place. And I think it's a great company. It's a great website. And I can just imagine all the people out there who have tried to make hires, who have posted their job somewhere, and you get a ton, you get a stack of resumes. Of course, it's the internet, but you get a ton of resumes. You have to go through them. And it's it's it stinks. It's a waste of time. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT, ZipRecruiter finds the right candidates for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and ZipRecruiter actively invites them to apply, so you're going to get a qualified candidate, and you're going to get candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. And our listeners can try it for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. To the leaderboard. Your top five quarterbacks for Fantasy Week 8 going into Sunday night. Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes. Derek Carr. What? Jared Goff and Cam Newton. Heath Cummings. Derek Carr loses Amari Cooper. Jordy Nelson does nothing. And Carr has his best uh, I think it was his best game, maybe his second best game of the season. The Cleveland game was really good too, but he's the number three quarterback this week, Derek Carr. Yeah, I think it was his second best. I think he had 437 yards and four touchdowns against the Raiders. Oh, okay, that but, was uh, slightly better. This was uh, this was encouraging. The Raiders. I think Derek Carr is going to be a fine streamer against the right matchup. I don't. You don't want to play him against good defenses because they're just going to get worked. But he has no defense at all, and they can't run the ball 30 times a game when they're down like they're going to be down. So he's going to be a volume quarterback. All right. Coming up for Derek Carr, we've got the Niners on the road. So that could on be Thursday. That could be good. Oh, it's Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Um, and- we have some unbelievable games next week. And the two primetime games on Thursday and Monday are Raiders, 49ers, and Titans, Cowboys on Monday night. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have Titans, Packers, a- Patriots, yeah, yeah. Saints, Rams. Uh, there's one more really good one in there. Uh, so who is Sunday night? Is it Sunday night is Tell me it's Packers, Packers Patriots. Patriots. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. And uh, I'm actually excited once we're done with this show to watch the second half of this uh, Saints Vikings game. All right, well, running back. Your leaderboard at running back for fantasy week eight is James Connor. Exceptional game. So just pause right there. Do you have any updated thoughts on what you think happens when Le'Veon Bell comes back? 
Stop it. No, I, I can't. I think what ends up happening is they put him on the exception list. He doesn't play for at least a week, maybe two. And it's Connor for maybe another three weeks. It wouldn't be two, fair. Two weeks, excuse me. It wouldn't be fair to just to just take Connor out of the offense, right? There, there's no way that's happening. You're going to see for the first time in Le'Veon maybe since his rookie season that if he does get put on the active roster, I don't know if it'll necessarily be by the end of the season from the time he signs to the time the year ends, the second guy, but he's not going to be the dominant guy. There's no way. So I'm I'm thinking you just tell me what you think about this ballpark. Uh, maybe it starts in week 12 or something. 16 carries for Le'Veon, 10 for Connor per game. It may be that Connor is the primary runner. Yeah. You think and Bell so? is the primary pass catcher. They need a slot receiver. <laughs> maybe. Uh, you know, or I just wonder. Receiver. I wonder if Look, they, there, there's, there's clearly a lot of animosity from the Steelers side to Le'Veon Bell players and, and I'm sure management and coaches included. Uh, he, he makes them better and they're the best team in the AFC North by now, right now. All right. They were always the best team in the AFC North. Come on. All right. Uh, to the running backs, the rest of the group after James Conner, Todd Gurley, Marlon Mack, Joe Mixon, and Adrian Peterson. Uh, Connor Gurley, Mack, Mixon, Peterson. Adrian Peterson is what to you guys right now? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, t- I, I, I still ahead, think sorry. you gotta consider him another so high candidate, but <laughs> I mean, how many times are we gonna say this? Yeah. Alright, uh, top five wide receivers. Tie at the top. In uh, non-PPR, at Mike Evans and Marvin Jones. Jones had one more catch, so he is your number one receiver. Actually tied with Sammy Watkins at number one in PPR. So it's Evans, Marvin Jones, Sammy Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins, and then tied for fifth, Antonio Brown and Tyler Boyd. Um, as a as a Jameis owner, I hope he gets back. As an Evans owner, I hope it's Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick freaking loves Mike Evans. Um, well, how many how many leagues do you own, Winston? <laughs> Two. And do you have another quarterback or? Uh, well, one of the two quarterback leagues, so. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Was well, uh, Patrick dropped? Yeah, but now I'm gonna have to fab it. Everybody's gonna be all over him. Obviously, but you have the chances of getting back. Yeah, well. Um, as far as, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say about these guys. Evans is a must start. Hopkins is a must start. Brown's a must start. Right now, Tyler Boyd's, is Tyler Boyd a must start or is he someone you'd be looking to sell? No, he's a must start. He's a must start. Okay. He, he, it's a, every time we say must start, can we find a different word to say? Because sure. I just think of Mostert. And it makes me <laughs> sad. Um, must play. He's a must play. A must Thank play. You. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of Bill Musgrave. All right, to the tight ends. <laughs> Top five. Jordan Thomas, who caught two touchdowns on Thursday. <laughs> You know, I, I really feel like I dropped the ball and did not ask enough about Jack Doyle as someone to add this week. And I apologize to our listeners. That is totally my fault. Jack Doyle, Travis Kelsey, and Jared Cook all had 70 to 79 yards and a touchdown. They're all right around second or third in points this week at tight end. Um, yeah, so this is a, this is a great opportunity to pick up a tight end. He's like 35% owned Jack Doyle. What do you think about him? Uh, and Ebron scored as well in this game. I mean, the the Colts offense is humming. Jeez, three tight ends scored for them in this game. Mo that Ali catch Cox. from Mo Willie Cox was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Willie Mo Pena, Ali Cox, 
26 yard touchdown catch. Um, do, would what, you do, rather, what do you know about, uh, Mo Alley Cox, Adam? Can, not, can you give us a, like a, a breakdown? I cannot. I, I, can you? He, he went to, uh, Virginia Commonwealth. Ah. Uh, yep. Thank you, Heath. Um, would yeah. you rather have Doyle or Ebron rest of season? Still Ebron, but it's, I, I think both can end up being started. Remember, you, you look at what Frank Reich's offense that he were, at least was the coordinator of. You know, they, they used the tight ends a lot and not necessarily both were great fantasy options, but you go back to the, the last year that Andrew Luck was 100% healthy. Even though he played 2016, he played hurt. But 2014, he was the number one fantasy quarterback. Kobe Fleener, Dwayne Allen, they combined for 14 touchdowns. Yeah, and I've been thinking about my, all the sell high on, um, Eric Ebron that I've been saying and I, I feel like I'm going to be wrong. Like I feel like the yards are definitely going to be down and they have been, but that's what Luck does. He throws touchdowns to his tight ends and he's still going to be a guy you can start. Is there a big winner at tight end for you this week? I mean, Ingram had the garbage time touchdown. Greg Olson had a very nice game. Is there anyone that Doyle. jumped out? It was Doyle. Doyle was the big winner. It, it, it's Chris Herndon because you saw the last two weeks, Michael Roberts and Thomas. Four touchdowns combined between the two of them against Miami. And Herndon's now scored three games in a row, and he gets Miami this week. He only had one catch. It was a touchdown. And <laughs> without Robbie yeah, but, Anderson, I mean, we got, we without have Anunua, six teams on a bye. One of them is Zach Ertz. You know had a better game than him? Safety valve. <laughs> you like that tweeted that to you, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Very much. It wasn't my team name, by the way. It was I just know. the best you, one we've you, had. You're the, you brought it to light. Quick round of does he matter? Does he matter? Seattle wide receiver David Moore. Yeah, in deep leaks. Jamie, does he matter? Agreed, yes. Okay, wait, hold on. I have to do something real quick. Seattle wide receiver David Moore. Okay, does he matter? Marquez Valdez-Scantling for Green Bay, 10% own. Yes, more targets than Jermano Allison. Maybe he got Wally Pipped. Maybe. Uh, does he matter? Cleveland wide receiver Antonio Callaway, 36 yards and a touchdown. He had a bad drop, but he caught five out of six targets. I think he matters a lot. Really? Yeah, he gets the Chiefs and the Falcons in back-to-back weeks. Yep. Tampa Bay wide receiver Adam Humphreys, does he matter? No. No, but play slot receivers against the Bengals. Rams wide receiver Josh Reynolds, does he matter? Two touchdowns. He matters to me, Adam, but he's <laughs> probably not going to matter in fantasy, but I was very happy. I have a league that is a dynasty format best ball league where you just draft four new players each week, each, each year and you cut four. And, and so Josh Reynolds is still on that team and I actually started him nice. because it's best ball. Uh, how about By Bears? The, 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 uh, I was holding called back, but, uh, Latavius Murray just ripped off a big run and I was about to tell you that Saints run defense is a myth. <laughs> but it was a holding call. Bears run, uh, Bears run defense. Bears wide receiver Anthony Miller, does he matter? Yes. Think so? Yes. If Robinson's out for an extended period of time, they want to get him going. He's going to be better than Gabriel. We've seen it now the last two weeks. Okay, and finally, Josh Adams, Eagles running back. Nine carries for 61 yards. He almost had a fumble. It was called back. It was reviewed. He was down. He's 1% owned. Does Josh Adams matter going into the Eagles bye week? Yes. Uh, the only reason I'll I'll sort of put an asterisk on it is you're going to make your ad drops Tuesday night. You're going to find out if the Eagles traded for running back by 4.30 on Tuesday. Yeah. If they did not, then he should actually be added. All right, let's go to the games, and let's start with the Eagles. Jacksonville and Philadelphia in London. Eagles win it 24-18. 
And uh, the Eagles lost both left tackles at one point, but Jason Peters, their left tackle, did return. They didn't lose their right tackle. They lost Jalen Mills, which actually is bad for IDP leagues because Jalen Mills gets thrown out a lot, and he gets a lot of fantasy points. Um, so Adams, well, who's the who, in your opinion, is the best Eagles running back to own right now, Heath? I think it's like Adams has the most upside, so he's the one I'm the most excited about. But this is another week where they went back to Wendell Smallwood more in the passing game, and he scored a touchdown. He's absolutely awful in pass protection. But he had eight carries in this game as well. I think there's a pretty good chance that Smallwood is the best. Well, it ain't Clement, right, at this point? No, he's droppable. Yeah. I, I would I would gamble on Adams just because this is a team that I think is is grasping at straws to try to find their best guy. And just the eyeball test over the last, you know, two plus games shows you that he is the best guy. And I can't believe that Nelson Aguilar is still 70% owned. I just don't get it. You think it should be lower or higher? Of course it should be lower. He's had a terrible season. He got off to a great start today. He did, but you, you know, and I, I was like, well, I can't say that he should be dropped. And then I the final nine numbers come out. He had three catches for 49 yards. He's not doing it. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was almost like Jordan Matthews took over in the second half as the slot guy, the main slot guy. And we'll forgive. He's just, he's just not good outside. He's we'll, a better slot receiver. We'll forgive Alshon Jeffrey. Four catches, 35 yards on Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Ramsey is now, this is two straight games where he's followed guys. Hopkins and, uh, and Alshon, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, to the Jaguars side of it. It's just going to be frustrating with his receivers every week. Um, you guys care to carry any of their receivers into the bye week? No. No, you don't need to. What about Yeldon? What's his role for you? I'm not holding any Jacksonville Jaguars offensive players through the bye. Even not Yeldon? Fournette? Not Fournette. Well, I, I apologize. None of them have played today. Okay. I would I would hold Fournette and I would hold Yeldon in PPR. I, I think just based on this defense has not been this the defense that we thought it was going to be. And so they're behind in games. And I don't think that they're going to go away from Yeldon in that role. And he's been very good all season long. And if they're going to just tell Blake Bortles, dude, whatever you do, don't throw an interception, then I think he's going to be checking down quite a bit. Uh Seattle 28 and Detroit He played well today. This was not on him. Bortles played well? Yes. He played conservatively. DJ Char cost them two touchdowns. He dropped one in the end zone and he fell out of bounds or fell down, um, which should have been another touchdown. DJ Chark do 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 right? Right? You know that song, right? You know the you know what the D stands for? No. Drop. <laughs> Alright. Seattle twenty eight, Detroit fourteen. Seattle had the ball for about five more uh, ten more minutes than Detroit. Talked about Russell Wilson. Uh Stafford's ninety two percent owned. Finally threw the ball a little bit. Uh, 40 pass attempts. He's just kind of whatever. Do you feel like you need to own Matthew Stafford as you droppable? At Minnesota next week, I think he's droppable. Also starting against good matchups. Okay. Uh, how about Doug Baldwin? So Tyler Lockett scores. David Moore scores. Give me, give me Ed Dixon scores. That was nice. But Doug Baldwin had an almost touchdown and 26 yards on three targets. Heath, what the hell? I don't, uh, I don't like that. But, you know, three targets, he probably had 20% of the team's targets. He came into, he came into the game attempts. leading them in targets in two of their last three games. So. Buy I low, give up on him yet. Buy low on Baldwin? 
Yeah, but low, very low. Jamie, your thoughts on carry on Johnson, eight carries for 22 yards, six catches for 69 yards. I think as long as Theo Riddick's out, he is a definite starter. When Theo Riddick comes back, you got to be a little bit nervous because if they are chasing points, you're going to get the eight for 22 and then maybe two for something else. So in a game where you can expect them to be competitive or have a lead, then you're definitely starting carry on Johnson. But as long as Theo Riddick's out, he's in play as what you saw here because I think that's going to be the norm for him. All right, I just want to bring up one more thing. I don't know how relevant this is, but for the Lions, since they don't have a conventional number one receiver, looking at their playoff schedule, it's interesting. But for receivers, they have three really bad matchups at Arizona, at Buffalo, and then Minnesota at home in weeks 14, 15, and 16. I guess we can worry about that then, but that's just something to keep in mind. Those are teams that do very well against wide receivers. Uh, Kansas City 30 and Denver 23. Philip Lindsay got the work, 18 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. That was a layup. And Devontae Booker had a good game. He had nine carries for 78 yards and four catches for 23 yards. Booker is 41% owned. The Broncos have Houston next week, so Booker maybe will get added. Um, all right. Uh, well, Cortland Sutton. Even if Demarius Thomas does not get traded, Heath, do you think Cortland Sutton could be someone that could make a fantasy impact? I think Cortland Sutton – could be better than Demarius Thomas and should get more targets than Demarius Thomas right now, but he's not yet. So I, I still think he's a good stash, but, but I'm not going to feel comfortable using him until they show that they're going to – like Demarius Thomas still had seven targets to Sutton's four in this game. Sutton was much more productive. Sure, always, yeah. <laughs> um, far as Sammy Watkins goes, Jamie, he's 81% only. He was 26% started. He was coming off uh, some frustrating games. But comes through with eight catches, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. And I, maybe I'm overstating it because he did have 78 and 74 yards in two of his last three games. What, what, would, what would you recommend to Sammy Watkins' owners? I mean, he's about to become a must-start guy if Tyreek Hill misses time. He left with a groin injury. That's true. That's true. So if if that's the case, then, I mean, Sammy Watkins is going to be one of the more valuable receivers in fantasy. Now we'll see if, you know, being the guy is a little bit different for him than being the number two guy because we've seen at times in his career when he's been the guy – it hasn't been very good for him, but he's never had a quarterback like this or a system like this. Um, I uh, I played in the league where I was, based on the CBS Sports projections, expected to win like 160 to 110 and went against uh, several other players, but Mahomes and Watkins, and that crushed me. Mm. Yeah. How were we doing head-to-head in, in FFT? Um, I'd be surprised if I did not beat you because I'm up by 20-something or maybe You're a little bit less now, but 15 right now. points. Huh? You're up by 16. Yeah, and then I have Brady still. And you have Kamara playing. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> well, your guys, you, you may, most of your guys are on by. Yeah, it sucks. I'm catching you at the right week. Raheem Mostert, good, thank you for, for being in my starting lineup. Uh, Carolina 36, Baltimore 21. Panthers had the ball for 34 minutes. Baltimore 26. By the way, Drew Brees just threw his first interception this season. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know that he didn't have one. How about that? Uh, takeaways from this game, Heath Cummings, what's your takeaway from Carolina, Baltimore? Well, first I want to say congratulations to Hayden Hurst on scoring a touchdown. Huh. That doesn't matter from at all. From Lamar Jackson, no less. That was an awesome catch by McCaffrey, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't find any takeaways from this one either, Heath. Um, no, I agree with what Dave said earlier about DJ Moore being a winner. They get Tampa Bay next week. I think he, he should be towards the top of the ad list at wide receiver, and he's going with all the teams on a bye. He's going to be flex worthy. Here's the thing: 
I keep sitting Cam Newton. Why? Sit at, because I always, <laughs> because I always have someone that you guys have ranked higher. Always. And he is amazing. Yeah, I'm tired of ranking him low. And now the schedule gets incredible for him. And it's Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. Uh, what's after that? It's, it's very fit. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh at Detroit, Seattle at Tampa Bay, at Cleveland, New Orleans, Atlanta. New Orleans, Atlanta in weeks 15 and 16. Gorgeous. I don't know if, if Pittsburgh is going to be such a layup anymore. All right. I see, I see chasing points. Uh, oh, I see high scoring game. But you, you're, you're starting him because, you know, it's, it's the same thing. And, and you're right. We, we've been probably collectively, I think our consensus has been somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15. Um, right. In, in the majority of the last five weeks, which is when we've had these conversations. Yeah. Um, but his his rushing gives him such a floor, yeah. That when he's throwing the ball as successfully as he has been, now again the the McCaffrey tip doink pass off of the helmet, you know, from Eric Weddle's tip uh, with his hand on the ball. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, keep on going. Did Nick jump <laughs> play in this game, Jamie? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so uh, you know that was lucky, but still. He's he's just really been flourishing in, in North Turner's offense. And now you're seeing other guys step up. Olsen looks healthy again. DJ Moore, potential breakout coming. Devin Funches, you know, is going to have his moments. McCaffrey's going to have his moments. So, yeah, Cam is uh, – I did my quarterback rankings ready. He's the top five guy next week. Nice. And you guys always rank on six-point per passing touchdown leagues. Uh, so if it were four-point, uh, you'd be ranking Cam higher consistently. Pittsburgh, yeah. 33, and Cleveland, 18. Uh, we talked about Nick Chubb. Jarvis Landry, Jamie, 88% started. I definitely thought this would be a good game for him. He had 12 targets, 8 catches. That's great, but 39 yards. And unfortunately, there have been a lot of games like this. Last week aside at Tampa Bay, he's been uh, struggling to produce with all the targets. He has. uh, you know, So take that into account that he's not necessarily the the most secure, safe wide receiver, but he gets the Chiefs this week and the Falcons the next week, so you're not benching him. Heath, who would you be more excited to add, DJ Moore or Antonio Callaway? I'd be more – they both have great matchups this week, but I'd be more excited to add more. So what you're saying is – okay, sorry. Um, Give me more. <laughs> Give me more. Okay, thank you, thank you. Roethlisberger. So listen, is Cleveland a really tough matchup? Yes. Right? I mean, they're doing a great job against Breeze, against Roethlisberger – did they play Rodgers? No, they didn't play Rodgers. No. Uh, so who else? Really good quarterbacks, though, that they've done very well. They played well Roethlisberger twice. Oh, Winston last week. Roethlisberger twice. Drew Brees. I mean, Cleveland does not – look, you can get your 20, 22 points on them. They haven't really given up huge games except to Derek Carr in an overtime game. And a lot of that's the turnovers. Yeah. Like, they're taking four points away from every quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so sit Mahomes next week. Any <laughs> any concerns about Juju? No. Okay. Guys have bad games. Yeah. Bears twenty four ten I believe was the final in this one. Yes. I put ten ten in the notes, but that was definitely not the score. Uh oh, Isaiah Crowell, huge disappointment. Was a tough matchup. He got thirteen carries. Trenton Cannon got six. Do you look at Isaiah Crowell as a sneaky buy low after this game? Yes. It's Miami and Buffalo in back-to-back weeks. Yep. Yeah, Buffalo not so good against the run. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, uh Miami is? <laughs> no, no, no. Miami's obviously <laughs> terrible. We know that. I'm just saying it could be Buffalo better against the pass. Uh, any other takeaways from this game? Heath, why don't we talk about Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen and both of them had good games. Howard had 22 carries, 81 yards and a touchdown. That should be three straight games with a rushing touchdown. He fumbled at the goal line at Miami. Uh, Tariq Cohen had one catch, went for 70 yeah, yards and a touchdown. If you look at Tariq Cohen's numbers, you, oh, wait a second. You have a little was I, was I wrong concern. about that? How many catches did he have? He had one catch. Okay. No, he had six touches in the entire okay. game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. And, and that, that is a little bit concerning, but that, that touchdown showed you why you need to have him in the lineup. Uh, well, I, I think it was sorry, go ahead. very encouraging for Howard. I, I think the one thing about Cohen is when there are going to be games like facing the Patriots, you know, tough opponent, Yeah, you know he's going to be heavily involved because they're going to be either chasing points or trying to put up a lot of points. The the game like today, it's it it needs a play like this. It was I don't know if you saw the play when the 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 seventy yard touchdown yeah. catch. Yeah, it was they ridiculous. Huh? It was ridiculous. Where was everybody? Well, caught, it was the perfect play call. Matt Nagy with the perfect play call because they caught the Jets in the blitz, totally on one side of the field, and screened to the other side. And all he needed was a Taylor Gabriel block on I forget who the corner was, but it was just uh, off to the races. Beautiful play call. Yeah, and uh, Taylor Gabriel was okay. Um, it wasn't that good, but. Uh, if it was a desperation ad, four catches, 52 yards, Anthony Miller had a better game. We talked about it. It's second, second week in a row, he's led their receivers and targets. So, you know, it's similar to DJ Moore. They want these guys to get going, these first round receivers, and they're starting to. How much do you trust Trubisky? Uh, the schedule does get a little tougher at Buffalo, Detroit, Minnesota, at Detroit, next four games. I don't think that Buffalo is necessarily the toughest matchup anymore. Okay, and he is right now, like honestly, the last four or five games, he's the best rushing quarterback in the NFL, I think. He's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, 47 it, or more yards in four straight games on the ground. It's, it's similar to Cam. The floor is there. Yeah. You know, and so they're, they're finding ways. It's, it's, uh, it's more so I think the system than him at this point, because the system is allowing him to be successful, like the play with three cone. Sure. Um, but you know, you lose, Alan Robinson, and I don't think, uh, I don't know about you, Heath. I know just having conversations with Dave today, neither of us blinked. Okay, so what? All right, that's Mitch Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Washington 20, Giants 13. Uh, uh, uh. All right, going into the bye. Sterling Shepard. Keep him or drop, drop him. him? Drop him. Drop him. Okay. They are at San Francisco and then Tampa Bay at after the bye. But, uh Yeah. You can drop him. I don't have much to say on this game. We talked about Peterson. We talked about Jordan Reed. I Just like Nelson Aguilar, who's 70% uh, owned, Alex Smith is 71, 72% owned. I don't get that at all. Sorry. I'm Well, oh, you okay. do this week. Atlanta and at Tampa Bay are his next two matchups. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, and, and I, I picked him up in a league where I have luck, so I'm hoping that he can do what everybody does against Atlanta. Yeah. But their defense has been fantastic. Yeah, their, de- their defensive front's really good. Seven sacks. Pretty predictable. I'm nervous about Ryan next week. It's a home game. Oh, no, it's a road game. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Road. yeah. I don't blame you. All right, Cincinnati 37 and Tampa Bay 34. Uh, Tampa Bay had the ball for about 36 minutes. Cincinnati for 24-01. So Peyton Barber, 64% owned. 19 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. That's two out of his last three games have been pretty good. Heath, uh, how do you feel about Barber? Do you have confidence in him? I think we were a little too low on him this week, and uh, especially if Ronald Jones' injury is serious, 
and that's going to mean that Barber gets a higher percentage of the carries. Um, I think you have to view him as a, a low-end number two, a high-end flex, depending on the matchup. Adam, the uh, the Vikings were going in for a score late in the first half, and the best receiver in football just fumbled. Thielen fumbled? Yep. Crap. I need Kirk Cousins to come through. Uh, all right, other takeaways from this game. Chris Godwin. And I'll throw one other guy, because we, we have been really high on Chris Godwin and Geronimo Allison, and it seems like we've been like making fun of everybody for not coming along for the ride. And they Well, no, 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 no. We were earlier in the season. I, I, in, in, in what you're talking about. Okay, I was exaggerating a little bit. Yes. But. No, but we were. We, we were saying, you know, he should be owned more leagues. Do you still feel like Chris Godwin and Geronimo Allison are must-own players? I think we're going to find out Tuesday what the Bucks' plans are if they're going to trade Deshaun Jackson. Okay. Look, there, there, there is a team right now that's in first place in their division that just lost a receiver that can absolutely use Deshaun Jackson. There is a team right now that's in. Oh, it's Kansas City. Houston. They just lost Will Fuller oh, for the oh, season. Okay. A deep threat. If they can get it, look, the market is weird for receivers now because you have the first round pick for Amari Cooper and the fifth round pick for Josh Gordon. Now, obviously, based on age. Deshaun Jackson is closer to Josh Gordon in the trade market. Yeah. So if they can get him in the Texans, fourth round pick, fifth round pick, that's a that's a smart move for them to go make. It's a zip recruiter quality move there. Uh I think we're good here, except last questions on Andy Dalton. Just gets through this stretch of great matchups and might have another one after the after the bye, which is New Orleans in week ten. Do you feel like you need to hang on to Andy Dalton? No. I mean, if it's a league where other teams have everybody's holding two quarterbacks, then I might. But for the most part, I agree now. All right, the late games. Indianapolis 42, Oakland 28. And By the miles. way, just, just yeah. before you go there, the, uh, don't make sense to that 200 yards today. Why? He had a hundred and a half. <laughs> oh, he was, he was terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Naeem Hines had a good game. 11 carries, 78 yards, 2 catches, 17 yards. Heath, does that mean anything to you with Naeem Hines? He's 62% owned. I thought it was interesting that they were having, like their offensive line is just playing so well. I don't think Hines is going to be a huge factor on a week-to-week basis as long as Marlon Mack is healthy. I think this was more had to do with the Raiders than anything else. But this is a couple weeks in a row where the offensive line has looked like a legitimately good one. Sure. Well, did that answer my question about Naeem Hines? Like, I didn't think it did, but do you think he needs to be 62% owned, more or less? What do you think? Well, I thought you asked, what do you think about that? And I was just telling you what I think about it. Okay. Uh, 62 is probably a little bit high. You can drop him going into their bye week. And Jordy Nelson, 95% owned, 68% started, one catch for 14 yards on four targets. Keep him or dump him? I'll keep one of the, for one of the more disappointing Stat lines of the day, given what Derek Carr did. Brandon LaFell. The ghost of Brandon LaFell was awesome. Yeah. Well, where the hell did Dontrell Inman come from? <laughs> uh, Seth yeah, Roberts. Seth Roberts. I think Dontrell Inman had more targets, catches, and yards than T.Y. Hilton and Chester Rogers combined. Oh, T.Y. Hilton was a huge disappointment. I'm glad we traded him. Heath. <laughs> it was good work, wasn't it? Yeah. We, and we just seamlessly plugged in Doug Baldwin and didn't miss a beat. Rams 29, Green Bay 27. Um, all right, Aaron Jones we talked about. Jamal Williams did get the goal line carry. Who's the second best wide receiver in fantasy for the Packers? 
I guess you got to go Marquez Valdez-Scanling right now, right? I got no problem with that. He looks like it. I think it's going to be one of these things, though, where, you know, he doesn't score. You got five targets for him. You probably get three or four targets from Allison moving forward, three or four targets from Cobb. Jimmy Graham should have had a touchdown. Yeah, he had to call back, and then Jamal Williams got – well, he had it uh, stopped at the one on review, and then Jamal mm-hmm. Williams got the one-yard touchdown. So Jared Goff scored 31 fantasy points. He's so good, you just never know if he's going to get the touchdowns or not. I mean, Gurley didn't have a rushing touchdown in this game. Well, if you just look at game log, and we talk about this a lot with the home road splits for a lot of quarterbacks, he's been great at every home game so far. Is that right? Yep. His bad games, that three-game stretch was all three on the road. Yeah, it's just interesting. I feel like his quote-unquote bad games are all about did Todd Gurley steal touchdowns from him near the goal line? Because he moves the ball every every game, basically, except the Denver game was was bad. Uh, finally, well, that was, that was, It's going to be fun to see him on the road at New Orleans next week. Oh, yeah, Bonanza. Arizona 18, San Francisco 15. <laughs> Can I call two Bonanzas next week and then take week 10 off or no? No. All right. No. What was your second one this week? Was it the Cardinals game? It was. No, a- thank goodness it was the Packers game. Oh, that one ended up being – no, that would, that would have been a miss. That would have been a miss. That was a huge miss. Yeah. Rodgers did not have a good fantasy game at all. All right, what are your takeaways from Arizona and San Francisco? Arizona wins at 18-15. to 15. Well, do you want Heath to talk about the offensive line and not answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we said it earlier. You know, the offense looked a little bit better. There were signs of life. 18 points. I thought I thought San Francisco's offensive line did a really bad job today. <laughs> you know what their offensive line did? They didn't help get Raheem Mostert on the field. If you own Matt Breida, do you feel like you're going to have a a reliable starter going forward? I feel like he's going. We're going to be here. Uh, Heath Heath's uh, son is going to be the commissioner of our league, regulating um, my three kids, Adam's son, or maybe more. By the time uh, we're all we're all doing this, and. We're going to be talking about Matt Breida on the injury report. Uh, questionable to play that week, and he'll be going against 75-year-old Frank Gore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like uh, that sounds like my running backs in the fantasy football today league. All right, we're out of here, everybody. Thanks so much for Wait, listening. You forgot about um, Marquise Goodwin. He had the one catch for 55 yards and touchdown. Yeah, what would you do if you if you were on your roster? You gotta go back. <laughs> uh, that's it for us. Take care, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday with the waiver wire.